0: World's turned upside down week that we've just been through. This is a message for everybody, but it's especially for my entrepreneur, small business, medium sized business, self employed, uh, gig economy, e lancer, freelancer fans, followers, and friends, because I am one of you. And I got to tell you that. The events of this last week or two are really, really devastating at a different level. And I'm not diminishing what this does to everybody else and the effects of coronavirus, but I want to talk to you very frankly about what this does uh, and how we can get through it uh, moving forward. Over the next couple of weeks, my business, Do Business Better podcast is going to be more zoned in on um survive and readjustment and reinvention. As you know, I do a lot on reinvention. But let's talk about the realities of this situation. This situation as I see it, you've got governors in states from New York to California, Pennsylvania, even my home state of Indiana, ordering shutdowns of businesses. Okay, this bothers me very, very deeply. Uh, and, And I wanna go ahead and just throw this out there. I've already been accused on social media and by my detractors Damien, you're not taking this seriously enough. Damien, you just, you're making a joke of it. I'm not making a joke out of coronavirus. I predicted two weeks ago that the media, which has perpetuated this, the media, which does sell fear, because if you are afraid, you are uncertain, you tune into the social media, the media, the news media, the, the Twitter following even of, of Wall Street Journal, whatever it should be, the CNN, the CBS, the MSNBC, the Fox News, they're all in the same game. They sell They sell advertising to get advertising dollars. From companies, they need eyeballs. They need people tuning in. To do that, they perpetuate fear because now you have to tune in. I I predicted two weeks ago that there would be a ticker up in the corner or down at the bottom of the screen on all of the TV and media, all of the news you want to call it, per, putting out there how many coronavirus deaths there were or new cases. I predicted that it was going to be just like the little stock market ticker, and sure as hell, it ha- started happening this week. So, but I got a message and I gotta I gotta share some thoughts about this because over the next few weeks I wanna help my my friends, my followers, my fans, and certainly my clients, the people that hire me. I've been through the recession of 08, 9, and 10. Uh, I've been through the terrorist attacks of 9-11. And then as a kid, I went through the farm crisis and saw it firsthand. So I've seen these crises before. And am I a genius? No. Am I I Milton Friedman, the most brilliant economist perhaps of all time? I don't know if he is or isn't. You know, you might say John Keynes or whatever. I don't care who you believe the greatest economist of all time is. But I do understand economics. I understand business. And I especially understand small business. One of my big points is be careful who you turn to. You're upside down, you're you're worried, you're scared, you didn't sleep well, your business has you concerned, and then you tune tune into information that's not really helpful. I just took a picture the other day of a psychic tarot card reader, and I'm gonna run that with my one of my articles. Be careful who you listen to. I talk about this a lot. I talk about it in my book, Do Business Better. I say, be careful who you tune into. And I'm talking about friends, neighbors, social media influencers, or media people. But basically, the title of this little session we're having right now, this time together now, is what I want to say, small business, I understand. I understand you because I am you. I quit my job in 1994. I didn't have a fallback plan. I didn't have anybody setting me up. I didn't have a mother and father that uh, gave me a half million dollars of seed money. I had myself, my work ethic, and a pretty hefty dose of creativity and a vision that by God, I was gonna make it. You're there also. You're a business person, small business, e- e-lancer, freelancer, whatever you, wherever you are in this, Let me just tell you, I understand. I'm gonna give you some perspective for any of you that are paying attention to this that haven't piloted your own ship. It's a son of a bitch some days. You know, we work at this because we like the independence. And we say we like the independence, but the reality is sometimes we're still humping at 8 p.m. And we've been going since 7 a.m. And we're saying, yeah, but I do this for the independence. Well, you're not independent. You have no choice but to be working right now because of the marketplace, because of the clientele, because of the way the demand is, or because there is no demand. You're out here beating the bushes to try and make, it be, make your product be more in demand. We do what we do because we like it. We love it sometimes. We have pride. Our name is on the door. We have a sense of fulfillment that we pulled this off. But things are really, really tough right now. And frankly, I'm going to be critical of the government and you can say, I'm not taking it seriously enough. Well, Let me just tell you something. Let me just tell you something. When when, you know, when I hear that, and this is why I want to speak for all of my small biz entrepreneur business owning friends. When we say we hear this, you're being selfish. You want to be in business, but you know you should think about the greater good. Greater good is a term that's oftentimes used by proponents of government takeovers. You know that's what socialists say. Greater good. Let me tell you what makes the greater good. Businesses doing business employing other people then to make money, giving those people jobs so that they can go out and have homes and pay for food and buy clothes for their children and, and let their kids go to soccer matches. Uh, greater good is what is accomplished by business people, small biz people, the lifeblood, the engine of America. So what's my gripe? Well, my gripe is... And I can be told again and again and again that we have a pandemic. I don't disagree. But if you pull this uh, this thing, this heavy-handed government shutdowns, my sister-in-law that has a gym, uh, you know, my, my friends out here that own uh, dry cleaners or sh- retail stores, uh, they are going to be bankrupted. And you can say, well, you can't put a dollar cost on human life. I- I've been hearing that a long time, not just because of this, but because of everything. And let's be frank, we put dollar values on human lives pretty regularly. You don't think so? We raise the speed limits to 85 miles per hour in some states, 75 miles per hour even in my home state of Indiana, which has a lot of population, a small area. And you have people passing you, going 90 miles per hour, texting and driving. So you're saying that we didn't allow something that's going to be deadly to happen when we change that law? That's just one example. And I could go on and on and on. I know we're dealing with a pandemic. We've never been here before. And that's the other part that scares me. When I've been critical of governors and governments instituting a form of martial law, shutting down companies and saying you're not allowed to be in business, we cede part of our civil liberties. We're now being told by the almighty government, hey, you can't you can't go in and open your doors. You know, Obama got in hot water years ago when he said the, to these people that have their little businesses, they didn't build that. I'm not getting into the politics part of it because it makes no difference. Republican and Democratic leaders right now in, in different states are doing the same thing. They're not saying you didn't build that, but they're saying we're going to tell you whether or not you can be in business. So don't you think about that. I mean, if you're a business person, you get it. And I'm I'm here to tell you, I understand. My business has been greatly harmed. I get on airplanes and fly to conferences. At conferences, I sell books After I deliver speeches and help these companies and these organizations and these individuals, I inspire them, I inform them, I give them information, I make them look ahead, I train them, I give them an outlook for their own businesses. I offer consultation, business advice, inspiration with a bit of entertainment. That's what I do. But I can't do that when there are no conferences because they've been ordered to not exist. I'll be fine. I'll be fine for the next two months, the next three months, the next four months. If you take away my next year, I'm going to have a problem. And a lot of small businesses are closer to the cusp than that. I'm fortunate. I've saved and I have invested. I'm 50 years old and I've been at this for 26 years and I've learned a lot. Again, I will give you over the next several weeks some of my tips, tricks, methods to stay ahead of the curve, or at least stay above water. I've heard people that tell me I don't take this seriously enough. And again, think of every small business. You think that they're not serious? They've put their, they put their butt on the line. <laughs> They've leveraged and mortgaged and, and, uh, and started in their garage. And went out there and then bought the building and then worked really hard, you know, 80 hour weeks to get to where the building was paid for. And then they could expand and buy another chunk of ground and expand their business. I don't care what you're talking about. The guy that changes, uh, you know, that replaces transmissions or the woman that started uh, Vera Bradley in Fort Wayne, which is, uh, you know, uh, accessory uh, company, if you will. Female geared accessories. So the point is, don't tell me I'm taking this seriously. I'm really concerned about my business owning, business starting, entrepreneur, entrepreneurial friends, the people that are the backbone of American economic, uh, America's economic engine. Let me give you some numbers here uh, about uh, about what the response is. Okay, generally, business owners. Uh, and small business people are a little ahead of normal employees and I'm not talking about You know the the uber driver who is indeed a gig economy employee But I'm talking about the person that has a little business self-employed or maybe works with her or his spouse uh, or Maybe has three employees. They tend to be a little bit more high earning than some of the average uh, uh, You know service employees or whatever So they pay some taxes and um they're going to get one thousand dollars of their tax dollars back, and everybody says, "Oh, you see that'll help well, that's a spit in the wind let's just say you own a restaurant you've got fourteen employees uh let's say you do you know six thousand dollars of uh ten thousand dollars a week of of sales at about a 30% margin, let's say 30%. Let's just say you know, that's what they're doing 30% margin. So they make, you know, $3,000 a week. Now that's a lot of times in the restaurant business, at least two family members are in there working. Uh, and so now you're saying, yep, you're going to get a thousand dollars back. Well, I gave you that thousand dollars to begin with. I'm the taxpayer that you, that you got that money from government. And this $1,000 I'm used to making $3,000 a week. And then I also have a lot of money invested. I have my real estate. I have my employees. I have some risk. And so that $1,000 is a spit in the wind. Uh, and you're saying, well, those people, they make enough money, they shouldn't get anything. But they're the ones that put it in. And again, I'm not getting into a political argument. I'm just giving you the realities of this. Throwing $1,000 of, of, of government money, which is not government money. It's taxpayer money back to the people that paid it is going to do not that much. Now, it's going to help out the waitress, uh, the single mom that waits tables. That's great. That's fine. I'm all for that. But let's not think that this is a cure-all. It's not even a Band-Aid for the average business owner. The average business owner, it's not just that $1,000 doesn't mean anything. They have tremendous expenses that cannot be obligated. You see, because now we're not talking about income for that particular restaurant. We're talking about the fact that out of that $3,000, they might still then have to pay real estate out of that. Maybe because they own the building and they just, you know, they rent it from themselves. Whatever it should be, <clears throat> you're talking about a business that has $20,000 a month of expenses and you're going to give that person $1,000? Doesn't go very far. I've got another uh, thought for everybody. And again, these governors want to appeal to the voters, and they want to appear as though they are ahead of the curve. We took this seriously. What's the favorite statement? Better to be safe than sorry. So when businesses are shuttered, when there's true economic meltdown, because these companies were not allowed to exist, to not not allowed to operate, the government can say well we did the best thing we could we wanted to make sure we didn't flood the hospitals with coronavirus cases i get that i understand the argument it doesn't mean i agree with it because there will be bankruptcies like you have not seen before the government cannot throw enough dollars at business if this goes any further and it's already gone far enough if it goes any further there will be such massive bankruptcies that you can't take enough trillions of dollars of government money because the government can't even borrow that to bail these people out. The small business person that has three dry cleaner uh, facilities or, or five Burger King uh, uh, franchises, uh, you've got some real, real damage that's going to go down the road here. This will not end in a week or two for the economic damage. It will last for months. Now I say you gotta reinvent, and the reality is I'm gonna give you ideas over the next few weeks about how to reinvent, how to, you know, utilize your time. But I'm I'm very much aware that we have some folks that it's it's not gonna be able to it's not gonna happen because of their expense load and through no fault of their own, they not only can't cover their expenses, they have no revenue at all they're going to be uh, scrambling as best they can and then all of a sudden they'll dip into their own private equity and then we have this ripple effect now i don't pay the bank now this happens this happens so we got some real problems here i want to give you another um another realization and i'm doing this again in defense of the small business people that i love that i know are the flowing blood of this of this wonderful country we don't have Guaranteed pensions. Government employees do. We don't even have pensions like some corporate people do. We generally don't have 401ks. If we're self-employed, we can invest for our own future retirement, but it's all of our money. And when things are tight and we are now looking at what might be a several months or even a couple of years of recovering. From this government imposed shutdown that we have to deal with government imposed shutdown of the private sector notice when the government shuts down they still pay their people they don't do it immediately they do it when they start back up again good luck with that when you own uh three dry cleaners uh locations uh it doesn't happen so we don't have the pensions We don't have uh, the same type of 401k, and then we also pay for our own insurances when we're self-employed or run our own businesses. These are substantial expenses. So we're going to see some people that won't be able to pay for their insurances and then go uninsured because of this. I'm just giving you some reality. Again, I'm a fan of everyone that's out here working, especially piloting their own ship just giving you some background of why I've been very critical because I have been criticized for not being serious enough about COVID-19, but I'm being critical of a government that shuts down our businesses. There's a trickle-down economic multiplier effect that even a small business has. Damien, why don't you just retire? Go and volunteer. I've been told that before because I'm not, I'm not poor. Uh, would it be the best use of my time to go to the soup kitchen? Ladle out soup for people that are hungry, that's noble, I, I will grant you. It's altruistic, that's fantastic. But you know what else is noble and altruistic? Running a business that then I can take the money from and support other businesses. And I can then donate to some charities. And I can have money that goes out the door to this company and this vendor and this service provider. To me, you see, it is the economic multiplier effect. And it's also the ripple effect. I've obviously uh, I've obviously got a lot to say about this. Again, it's my plan here for the next couple weeks. Anyhow, I'm going to be sharing some lessons with you um, about how to get through this, some things that I've gleaned through getting through the recession, and particularly 9-11, when my business got rocked and it didn't bounce back in one week or two weeks or one month or three months, it took several years. Uh, it's a lot about reinvention, it's a lot about uh, being creative, it's a lot about... Um, how you can also find somebody. Uh, I would encourage you to do that. Find some person that you can trust and uh, make them your friend. Okay, you can't get together. You can't do it uh, face-to-face because we're not allowed to meet up. Find that restaurant owner. Find that small business person. Find that self-employed individual whose business has been rocked. and Reach out to her and say, hey, you know what? we've always had done some business. Let's, um, let's also talk now about how we can preserve our business. Let's talk now about how we can make this thing actually not go extinct because of a set of circumstances that were placed before us that we did not ask for. So that's what's got me deeply concerned. Um, yeah, I've been a little stressed about my own position. Yeah, but not as much, to be honest. More about where things go. Like I said, I'm, I'm not being arrogant. We're going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. And my wife and I are going to be okay. If things get, uh, if things get really bad and as three months, four months, five months down the road, we'll be making some, some different decisions. But every, every ounce of me is an entrepreneurial-minded person. And entrepreneurial people tend to struggle playing defense. We tend to be very offense-oriented. We look at growth and expansion. In fact, that's gonna be a subject for a podcast that I'll be coming out with an article very soon. It's about the offense versus defense mindset. This goes against our grain if we're entrepreneurial, if we're self-employed. We we don't think in terms of how can we hunker down and not grow. We started our own business to grow. So these are very, very trying times. And uh, I had to put some perspective on it because I think that some small business people tend to work in their, in their own little island because, you know, we get busy running our enterprise and we forget that there's other folks that understand us. There's other people out here that get what we're up against. Uh, some of my suggestions, certainly moving forward... Uh, I'll be coming to you, uh, but I just want to let you know I understand. We'll be talking about money, some of the uh, principles of uh, financial management when you're in crisis. We'll be talking about the mindset of uh, offense versus defense. And we'll be talking about some of the practical uh, standpoint of just keeping your business still actually um, in operation um, so that it's ready to go when that time should come. And then we're also going to be putting out uh, some information about you. And about the mental health part of it. Because I can tell you that um, when we went through, my wife and I, the terrible time after 9-11, uh, by the two and three year mark, my mental health was not so good. Uh, you get rattled and you get depressed and uh, and you also start to feel like a loser. So those are four things I plan on covering uh, coming up. I guess the reason I put out this uh, episode and this Uh, Video and audio was so that you understood if you're a small business person that there's other people out here that get it And I want to be your resource if I can Um, You you know we all we all need somebody to turn to don't go to the tarot card reader. Don't go to the psychic Um, Turn to me uh, turn to your your successful entrepreneurial uh, Friend that you haven't talked to for a while and give that person a call and say hey, man You got a minute? Just kind of wondering what some of your coping devices are, and um, it's not misery loves company. It's solutions. Uh, solutions sometimes come about when two people are are dealing with uh, uh, a common crisis, if you will. So I'll be putting out those uh, things, and I do want you to keep up. And I really um, I appreciate what you do. I appreciate all the people have supported me. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would like you to pick up a copy of my book, Do Business Better. Um, while you're slowed down, you can get it on audio, on Kindle, and on in hardcover. But um, you know, if you don't buy a book, that's fine. Also, I I want you to stay in business. Uh, so this is the Do Business Better podcast. Uh, it's also a uh, a video uh, for social media and uh, stay in touch. Uh, I'll be here for you, and I'll be rolling out some things that um, I believe can help your. Help your objective of staying in business and staying well. If you enjoyed this episode of Do Business Better, please share it. And be sure to connect with Damien on LinkedIn, like his Facebook fan page, and follow him on Instagram and Twitter. For speaking inquiries or to purchase Damien's books, Food Fear, and Do Business Better, go to DamienMason.com. Know someone who'd make a great guest? Send us a message. We're always looking for compelling stories and business lessons our listeners can benefit from. Thank you.